Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And I get so excited each week to bring you fantastic thought leaders, authors, and speakers to help you along your journey to find that next best fit. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Mike Sirock Sirocco. Mike is the co-founder of Blueprinted and the best-selling author of Rocket Fuel. He has been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow and is on a mission to inspire others to achieve greatness. He's passionate about helping others turn setbacks into rocket fuel in order to break barriers and reach the next level in life. C-Rock, welcome to the show. What's happening, Casey? Thanks so much for having me. I start every interview with gratitude because it's mean, it meant so much to me in my life that you know I have to start that way my day. So I start the interviews that way. And I want to thank you and thank you uh, to your audience for showing up today. Oh, I love that because I am of the same philosophy of starting your day with gratitude and ending your day with gratitude. So I love that that's a practice you follow as well. So one of the things I like to talk about when we first get on here is how we got connected because I think it's so important that people recognize those connections and the network and the importance of, you know, put, pouring that water into your well. So do you remember how we got connected? Uh, no, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm, I'm a maniac when it comes to networking and connecting with people. Just to give you an idea, I reach out to people on every social media platform with intentionality consistently every single day. I'm on Clubhouse every single day. And uh, so, no, I, I know so many people and I, I obviously know who you are, but I don't know. remember where we met. <laughs> that is so interesting. And maybe this is just my OCD kicking in because I actually keep a notebook of how I met people and who referred them and, and trace it back. But we actually met on a couple of different fronts. So first, I met you when you were on the Who You Know show with yep, Trevor Houston. I remember Tre Trevor. Yep, yep. Then... We were uh, co-panelists on Lunch Club for, uh, or the Lunch with Champions. Yep, so, yep, with Trevor too. Yep, yep. Trevor gets me into all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I remember And yeah, then, so I mean, I knew I knew you, I knew I knew you on Clubhouse, but I didn't know if that's where we first met. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely recall now. <laughs> well, and then the reason you're on the podcast today is because Todd Armstrong from Dave Meltzer's camp uh, kind of put us together and said, what are you two doing? Why has he not been on your podcast? Yep. And I was like, oh. yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's, you know, that's the other thing I didn't mention. I have Todd doing that as well, uh, among other people reaching out to just connect with people because I can't do it all myself. You know, the time constraint. So I buy time from people basically. And it's so worth it. It's so important to realize what you're good at and what you're not good at and maximize that time with what you're good at and let somebody else do the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, even if you're good at it, even if you're good at it, you know, like if I can figure out a way to multiply time mm -hmm. and quadruple my time in a week, just think how much more I get accomplished. That's the way I think about it. 
Absolutely. I love that so much. So tell our audience a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a guy that grew up around a lot of broken people and uh, a lot of, you know, my, look, my mom and dad were, were not together when I can remember. I, I don't remember my parents ever together. So I grew up around a lot of that, a lot of alcoholism, drug addicts, abuse, suicide, you know, it's just a lot of things growing up. But one thing I always remember when I was about three or four years old, my mom used to tell me that I was an inspiration to her and I was going to be a leader one day. And that stuck with me. And so when I would go through and deal with broken people, a lot of people are broken. Most people have some sense of brokenness, but to the, to, to this degree, it was bad. And when I was around these, these folks, which were my family and, and extended family, I never bought into their reasons why they were the way they were. I never wanted to buy the BS that, that went into their mind like they were buying it. So I would always encourage them and say, hey, look, that's not the reason they're like this. We need to see it a different way and try to switch perspective. And I became a people builder at a young age. So no matter what I did, whether it was sales, business, or what have you, I've always been, a, the people around me, I've always been building people. And so one day in about uh, 2017, I was running a successful mortgage operation and I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mortgage business. I'm in the people building business and I need to play a bigger game. I was, I was not playing a big enough game for my potential. And so I realized that. So I went on a mission to start getting known. And I thought to myself, how could I get known outside of my market? Like regionally, then I started thinking, no, nah, that's not big enough. How about getting known in the whole country or how about the globe? Then I went even far, as far as thinking to myself, what if there's aliens? If there is, I want to get known by aliens. So I started really thinking as big as I possibly could. And then if I come up in, in somewhere just under that, I'll be okay, Casey. So I started on this journey. I started a podcast, wrote a book, and just started meeting so many people. And uh, before you know it, I'm a serial entrepreneur, tech founder, best-selling all. I mean, I have so many things I could list, but it's just because I made this commitment. That is so amazing. And I love you said so much right there, but I call it your inner world. And that's what you're saying is they're putting this stuff in there and putting these limitations on themselves. And that's what you're helping them to break free of because, you know, we create our reality with every single choice we make. Right. Would you agree with right, that? Right. And if yeah, choose... yeah, well, go ahead. No, your reality is your reality is what you agree upon, yes. right? Whatever you you agree with is your reality. And so, the thing about it is, is that people have to agree on the same thing to both have the same reality. So you got to kind of find the story that people are telling themselves. And that's a question I ask a lot. What story are you telling yourself? So much so, so much so that I, and I love that too, because as a coach, that's one of the questions I call them scripts. You know, what, what scripts are running through your head right now to cause you to react that way? Why, why does that particular instance trigger you? You know, it makes you right. mad that that person did it, but let's look back on yourself and see really why that's triggering you, you know? So I agree with all of that so much. Um, so, and you mentioned this earlier about you reach out with intentionality, but you're a firm believer that building with intentionality leads to unstoppability. What does it mean for a business leader to build their team with intentionality? You know, so I'm big on causing and creating futures and I'm really obsessed with it. And when you can figure, like we all do it, we all cause and create our future, whether we like it or not, just some of us are doing it unintentionally. And then we get the results of other people's intentions. 
And so when it comes to a company, whether when it comes to relationships, when it comes to your life, being intentional with causing and creating the future that you want is imperative. And so, like I said before, you're going to do it no matter what. You might as well do it the way you want it. And right where you are right now, Casey, and everybody that's listening, where you are right now is your fault. Mm -hmm. Based on the decisions you made, actions you took or didn't take, the words you spoke. And so when you understand that that's okay, if you're not happy where you are, bad news is it's your fault. But the good news is where you're going to be in the future is your fault as well. And you can decide right now based on all the actions, words, and thoughts that you have to go towards your ideal life or ideal outcome. And so to me, it's very important to be really intentional about causing and creating the future that you want. And what happens when you do that, by the way, it causes an attraction model. And what, what you'll notice is people will want to be around you because you're seeing things that they're not able to see for themselves right now. And that's because most people don't intentionally cause and create their future. So what you'll see is people will want to be around you. They'll want to learn from you and they'll want to do business with you because you can cause and create a future for them that they can't for themselves. And I love that you brought that up about the attraction, because I think people don't completely understand how that works. So when you talk about attraction, what, how do you see that working? Well, when, what I've seen since I've been really clear on my mission, and then also when I get around people helping cause and create futures for them and myself. And by the way, I have a coach that works with me on this. I just want to give a shout out to Richie Dolan. Oh. He's just a phenomenal individual, um, and he works with some of the, the, the top names in the NBA, businesses, and he's just a phenomenal guy. And I just want to give him credit for this, but um, causing and creating futures, what you'll notice when you start to do this, people will start coming around you and saying, wow, I love what you're doing. And you don't, you don't even remember a lot of times talking to them. They're like, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. Anything you're in, I'm in. And they start vouching for you. And they start like, it's just amazing. It just feels like it comes out of the blue, but it's really because all the work that you put in being intentional about causing and creating the future and people, whether you like it or not, are watching you yep. and they're talking about you. So when I wake up in the morning, Casey, one of the things, no matter how I feel, no matter if things are difficult, I understand that eyes are upon me. Eyes are upon all of us. And it's important for me to make sure that when people are watching me, that I am in control of what they experience. And so that's the way I approach it. That's the intentionality I put to it. And what happens, you won't see something for a period of time. And then all of a sudden, here comes, here comes Sally and she wants to do business with you. And you're like, where did you come from? And Sally's super successful, but she, she's just like all about working with you and wants to be in your, in your orbit because of your power of causing and creating futures. So I always call it like, and, and I think that I do a lot of the same things that you do, but I, I call it, you know, putting my intent out into the universe. And as soon as I do that, as soon as I put that intent out there and I write down, I have at least one intention every single day that I journal on. But as soon as I put that intention out there, my mind, I don't even have to think about it anymore. My mind starts automatically focusing and looking for those ways to make my intention come true. And that's how I see like attraction and the law of attraction. And some people call it manifestation, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's not that. And I've, I've even had people look at me and say, Casey, you're just lucky. And I'm like, I'm not lucky. I create this every single day because I put it out there and I look for those opportunities and I'm always aware of them. If you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to find it. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, you know, one of the things we do a lot is we write our goals down every day. 
And if we go through a tough time, we write our goals down. If we finish the day, we write our goals down. I have notebooks upon notebooks filled with, like, you can see this this thing's filled. Oh, you are so my tribe. <laughs> you know, and I have several of them here stacked up on my desk. But when you put it out on paper first and then you are clear on that, what happens is all the energy that you have focuses on that instead of the things that will distract you or the bad things that are going on. And when you give energy to something, it grows. Yes. So whether it's good or bad, the energy that you put on it grows. And the other thing is our minds are wired to justify things that we think about because we need to be right to survive. Yes. And so when you, you know, set your intentions on those things, you're going to get those things. So why not do it the way you want to do it? And that's, that's the key. It's so important. I could sit here and listen to you talk about this all day long because it is, <laughs> it, it's the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of everything. Everything builds from what you're talking about right now. And I think it's so important that you do that. But talking about intentionality, and I think that that kind of leads into, you know, what you're going to be intentional about is a reflection on your core values as well. Um, so why do you think core values are first so important to a company success? Well, first of all, I have a mission and my mission in, in myself and I, it carries into my business is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. Mm. So every thought, word, and action, I filter through that. If it doesn't serve that, I get rid of it. If I'm not sure if it serves it, I get rid of it. I only want things that are going towards that. And then from there, we have a core values that for me, core values are fireable offenses after one warning. Ooh. That's how dire and strict we, they are and, and strict we are with those. Uh, we have VITAL, uh, an acronym called VITAL, which is our core values. And I use them personally and in our business. And V stands for vibes matter, emotions are contagious. You know, we don't believe that emotions belong in business except to celebrate. Mm. I stands for imagine, no lids, endless potential. The T stands for take 100% responsibility. And that's probably one of the most important ones is no matter what happens, we take 100% responsibility and that's why it's right in the middle. The A stands for all setbacks or rocket fuel, which I wrote the book Rocket Fuel about. And the L st stands for leadership starts with me. Mm. We don't rely on anybody else. We start, the leadership starts with me. I have to hold myself accountable first before I can hold other people accountable. And so vital core values are vital. And that's why we made it that way. So. Yeah, we, we uh, in our meetings, we meet every morning and at the end of the meeting, we go through those core values and we repeat them. One person will take a letter and we, we make sure that if somebody were to come into our company and say, hey, what are your core values? They could fire them off right away. That is amazing. So, you know, so many times when I visit with companies, um, you know, that we're, are going are or going to become my clients, you walk into their offices and you see the core values all over the walls. But then if you ask someone, like if you're talking to a hiring manager, what are your core values? They're like, I, I don't know, go look over there, you know? So they're not internalized, right? And so- but Yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah, but let's say that my core values aren't your core values, you the company, right? So if we, what about on a personal level, how can these core values help us to find the right career path? I mean, I have these conversations all the time, but I'm so interested mm -hmm. to hear your viewpoint on it. Well, first of all, when we're hiring people, we go over our core values and we make sure that they don't have any issue with any of them and that they align with all of them. And we're very clear and transparent that these things have to be abided by with one warning and then you have to go some work somewhere else. It's just not negotiable with us. So the other thing is that when we have good things that happen in our business, 
bad things happen in our business. We celebrate and encourage based on our core values. And we also correct and uh, refocus people that work with us, our employees on our core values. So I would have actually, I could role play with you right now, a conversation I would have employees, but it's all based on something in the core values. If somebody's complaining and they're blaming someone else, we go right to our core values and we talk about taking 100% responsibility. And if they're complaining, we talk about vibes matter. Emotions are contagious. You're getting emotional about this. That's unacceptable. We don't have that here. Um, leadership starts. I mean, I can go through that in a role play with someone or a conversation with someone. And we use our core values as, as our script. I love it. So, okay. I want to role play with you. So for example, one of my core values is authenticity. That's not necessarily your core value, but it's mine to show up authentically and present in every situation. So, I mean, any ideas on how I would use that to find a, the right yeah. career path? Yeah. So what happens is the, the ones I went over with you in vital are the first phrases that we memorize, but other, underneath each letter is a paragraph describing each one okay. because we want to keep our core values to about five, but we couldn't fit everything in there. So. Uh, authenticity would fall probably under, I would say leadership starts with me. Okay. Um, because you know, to be a good leader, don't you have to be authentic? You know, I mean, people aren't going to take you serious if you're not genuine and authentic with them. Right. So that would probably fall under leadership starts with me. The way we came up with these core values is to make sure that something, all these things that we've heard before fall under one of those five and we can address those under those five. Um, so, but, but when you're talking to someone about being authentic and that's one of your core values, when you're talking to one of your employees or somebody that you're hiring, you know, you can address the issue that you're having with them based on the core value of being authentic. And, you know, we feel that you're not being honest. We've proven that you're not being honest or you're not being upfront with us. And that's against our core value of being authentic. So we need to get on the same page with this, that this is one of the core values here at this company. And if you're okay with that, we'll proceed. But just remember, this is a warning. And next thing, you, you have to find somewhere else to work. It's nothing personal. It's just that we need to go in a direction with this company. And our destination relies on these core values. And if we have anybody swimming upstream on us or pulling up, pulling at us from the direction we need to go, they just can't be a part of it. That's, that's good. And I love that you are so quick to cut out, I don't want to call them the toxic person, but that you will, you know, call out the person that doesn't fit into your culture and your environment that you're trying to create. Because we all know it takes one bad weed in there to ruin the whole culture. I've seen it happen over and over again. Yeah. You know, and one thing I wanted to share Casey, with you. Casey, one more thing though. So you got to understand though, that it's their choice. Yes. See, we lay the groundwork as the employers, as the leaders, and then it's their choice to align with it or not. And so we're, we're operating under 100% responsibility. I laid the groundwork. You have a choice whether to follow it or not. And if not, you can, we'll help you go work somewhere else. Uh, and I love that too. You'll help them go work somewhere else. You know, <laughs> the company I work with right now has said something very similar, um, VIP. And, um, but one of the things I kind of wanted to go back to, and I think, I didn't always know what my core values were. This has been, I've done a lot of inner work and a lot of personal development over the last probably three, probably started about five years ago, but really ramped up about three years ago. And when 
I was working at a company where I had to show up as less than, as not me, as, you know, you had to hide your greatness because it makes other people feel insignificant, you know? And that's when I really started doing that soul searching to figure out why I wasn't happy. And I had to find a place that was gonna let me be me, you know, that was gonna let me start a podcast, that was gonna let me start a coaching vertical, that was gonna let me do all those things alongside them while being authentically me. So I think that's why authenticity has risen to the top for me is because I gotta be me. Yep, 100%. The company, by the way, the company I work with in the mortgage business, business is Nations Lending. And they actually helped me get my podcast up and running. They were like, look, we want you to be successful and do whatever you want. It's gonna shine well on us, let's go. Awesome. You know, and that, that's, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have stayed there if they didn't let me go and express myself. There's no way. See, and that's that's the hallmark of a great employer that will let you be an entrepreneur is what I call it, you know, and I know a lot of other people have used that term too, but you know, I have owned my own business and I am horrible to work for. So I <laughs> love that I get to do and, and build things from within a structure and let somebody else worry about all the headache stuff. So yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> totally happy doing what I do. Um, so let's kind of dig into a little bit about what prompted your book. So you are passionate about turning setbacks into rocket fuel. One of the biggest setbacks that we see with our, the people that we deal with is job loss. It's a huge setback. So what tips might you have for them to turn that setback into rocket fuel? That's a big one. Yeah. First of all, I think that, uh, you know, I've never lost a job, thank God, but I think that some people will say, well, you're lucky. Well, I don't think it comes down to luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in the fact that I've been taught at a young age by my grandfather who had his own business, both of them, and my father who had his own business, that you need to make yourself as the most valuable person you can be when you wake up in the morning. To your family, to your, to your spouse, to your employer, employees, to your partners, everybody that you come in contact with, you need to make, your, make sure that you're the most valuable that you can possibly be. If you do that and you go to work, look, here's the thing too. I've done so much work that I didn't get paid for. And everywhere that I go, I make sure that I do more than I'm paid for. Most people don't have that attitude, Casey. Like most people will say, well, that's not my job. And they'll say, well, I'm only get paid to do this. I'm going to work up until that level. I don't work that way. I want to make sure that there is no way that I'm paid more than what I'm doing. And the other thing is, I make sure it's clear that the intention that I'm going to have is to make sure that I work harder than you're paying me. And so if you put, you work in that situation where the employer is always in a deficit with you, they're never going to fire you. And, you know, so that's the approach that I've always taken. Now people don't think that way. And then they don't, they don't have a job. If you're in a place and you're one of the first cuts, it just means that you weren't as valuable as you should have been. Mm -hmm. There's other people that were more valuable than you. And you have to take responsibility for that. It's not the employer's fault. It's not the other people that you work with's fault. It's 100% your responsibility to make yourself the most valuable player, most valuable person. So to me, that's a proactive approach. Now, when something happens, it's beyond that. And you do have a setback, which we all do sometimes. You need to store that in your tank instead of your trunk. And what I mean by that is most people keep it in their trunk where it weighs them down. I've always taken everything that's come my way that's discouraged me, setbacks, my own screw-ups, economy problems, all that, and stored it in my tank where I can convert it into rocket fuel. Because if you take all the things that would normally slow you down, all the obstacles that would normally stop people, 
and turn it into fuel, you become unstoppable. I love that so much. So I'm curious, what is the best advice that you've received as an entrepreneur that's helped you in your career? You know, there's a word that's my favorite word, and I use it all the time. When I don't feel right, things are tough. I just keep thinking to myself, I'm inexorable. Inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. And I've had several mentors, but one of them is Grant Cardone, and I'm business partners with him now, which is a dream come true. Congratulations, um, by and, the way. That is huge. And for those you. of you who don't know, that's the undercover billionaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. 10X. Uh, yeah, so I think the biggest thing was don't quit. Like, just you, you cannot fail if you keep going. And I've always thought this to myself. Like, when I want something, I get it. And it's not because I'm spoiled. It's because I don't quit. I just go after it, and I realize in my mind, I cannot be stopped until I'm plucked from this planet. I'm not going to be stopped. And a lot of times I, I don't always feel that, Casey. I'll be honest, but I say it to myself and repeat it and just start believing it. Yep. And so um, that's probably the biggest piece. I love that. And I'm going to so still your word. That's going to be my new word whenever I'm feeling down. That I'm, <laughs> I love it. I love it, it. Say it again. In, 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 inexorable. Inexorable. It's Yep, it's I-N-E-X-O-R-A-B-L-E. I love it. And I love learning new words, too, so thank you for that. And I just have to tell you, I could absolutely sit here and talk to you all day because when I say you're my tribe, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, you say something, I'm like, oh, but, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just want to go on and on and on about it. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, we are almost out of time. So I definitely want to get to our VIP questions because I love to hear how everybody answers this so uniquely. So our sure. first question is, if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? You know, I probably have to be boring with this, but I got to take my family and I'm going to lump them in as one. Oh, tricky. <laughs> I have to um, because I have two kids and my wife. I would also take some kind of communication source to where I can communicate with people on earth. And I would also have to figure out a way to, to bring some kind of nutrition or food source. Mm. So I think that those are the three things I would focus on. Okay. Not assuming that that infrastructure is already up there. I like it. Planning ahead. You can do the whole Matt Damon thing and grow potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we got to do. Exactly. I, I, I actually wouldn't choose to go, though. That would be my first choice. You could refuse. <laughs> Nobody said you had to go. You were just chosen. So that's okay, too. And I don't blame you. Um, okay. So, and I think you mentioned this earlier, but I want to hear it again. I really want to draw it out. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Uh, yeah, it's got to be the gratitude thing to start with and then writing my goals down. So, so gratitude eliminates everything that you have to complain about. Yeah. And so most of the issues that we're worried about or thinking about aren't really like they're, they're first world problems. Yep. <laughs> and really, I look at Casey, I look at the fact that I came into this world butt naked, not knowing how to talk with nothing, no relationships or whatsoever, and I made it. So what's the worst case scenario? I'd have to go back to being butt naked again, <laughs> but I'd be a little hairier. I'd be able to speak and I would have relationships. And so that's, that's the way I always look at things and, and it helps guide me through it. Some tough so tough awesome. times. 
And I love that you have mentioned so many times, I'm such a huge advocate of writing down your goals. Don't put them in your computer. Don't, you know, speak them into your phone. You've got to write them down. I love that you do that. And, you know, you're just a prime example of what success looks like and how you get there. So that's beautiful. So my final question for you, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? You know, I thought about this and I think that it has to go around being inexorable. Like, you know, C-Rock creates causes and creates futures for people and helps them become unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. That is beautiful. I love it. And I think you're doing that. I'm watching you. I see you. I'm like stalking you a little bit. I'm not going to lie just because you're doing so many wonderful things. And I just so appreciate you putting Thank that you. beauty out in the world. So how do people find you? Hey. Oh, by the way, Casey, I got to tell you, we just launched Blueprinted this week, which is the first tech company out of the 10X incubator. Yeah. And we started with Grant Cardone. And, you know, people can find me via going to blueprinted.com forward slash VIP. That's the best way right now. Um, we are looking for people that are experts, coaches, consultants, trainers, anybody that's had success in any vertical and that can document their success in step-by-step -step format, not a not a uh, digital course, step-by-step -step granular process. We want to document your success and get it out to the world so that you can make impact and monetize. I love that. And I actually had a really great conversation with Jared about that. Jared Yellen, your partner, awesome. about yes. um, taking the process with me learning how to do the journal and to self-publish and all that and putting that into a blueprint. Awesome. I love it. So, well, C-Rock, I appreciate your time so much today. I really do. I've loved this. Please, we've got to stay in touch because it just won't, it, it's not nice otherwise. So I just have one Let's more thing it. to say. I just have one more thing to say to you. You are a VIP. Well, thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.